Chapter thirty six B of Organic Evolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Organic Evolution by Richard Swan Lull. The Evidences of Evolution, Section Three, Paleontology, Chapter Thirty Six B, Camels. Orchenia, characteristics: the South American genus Orchenia, llama, includes two wild species: the guanaco, A. guanacus, and the vicuña, A. vicuña, and their domestic derivatives: the llama and alpaca. These creatures are of much smaller stature than the camel and lack the characteristic hump of the latter. The feet are narrow and the toes more distinctly divided, with two pads beneath instead of but one. The hair is woolly as a protection from the cold of their mountain home, for instead of being adapted to sandy desert conditions, although their structure shows a desert ancestry, they are upland animals, which may well account for their attainment of South America along the Isthmian land bridge to the exclusion of the true camels range the orkenia range is along the west side of south america from the equator to cape horn domesticated they have their uses after the manner of their asiatic cousins as beasts of burden and for the flesh hides and wool they have the distinction of being america's only contribution to the list of mammals domesticated by mankind but although their local importance may be great they have by no means contributed to human progress and well-being to the extent that the camels have evolutionary changes these are in a way comparable to the changes undergone by the horses with the exception of the secondary retrogression of the feet to summarize briefly the changes are as follows increase in stature from the size of a western jackrabbit to one much greater than the huge bactrian camel of today loss of lateral digits of which not the least vestige remains elongation and fusion of metapodials to form the very characteristic distally spread cannon bone secondary loss of distal keels broadening of phalanges and the concurrent development of footpads reduction of the number of teeth elongation of teeth in the grazing phylum phylogeny north america is as we have seen the evolutionary home of the camel family and as matthew 1915 says its ancestral stages can be very fully and exactly traced in the western formations as far back as the upper eocene below which they are merged with the ancestry of other groups they are unknown in any other continent until the pliocene when they invaded south america and asia and africa surviving in those continents today although extinct in north america since the middle pleistocene why the ancestral camels failed to migrate to the old world before the pliocene when the horses repeatedly made the journey is somewhat obscure unless as matthew 1915 again suggests their centre of radiation was further south for as he says the centre of dispersal would appear to have been in this continent how far to the north we have no means of estimating 
but the exceptional directness of the phylogenetic series as represented by our western fossils indicates in my opinion that these fossils lived in or close to the racial dispersal center eocene camels are unknown until upper eocene time when the first undoubted ancestor of the line appears in protilopus this small creature was no larger than a jackrabbit and had 44 teeth those in each jaw forming a continuous series the canine being only slightly enlarged all of the molars were low crowned the skull with its narrow face already suggests that of the existing forms but the bony orbit was incomplete behind the forelimbs were considerably shorter than the hind so that the back sloped upward toward the rump the ulna was entirely separate from the radius and the fibula was complete the hand had four functional digits but the lateral toes of the foot were greatly attenuated although still complete protilopus is from the uinta stage and is thus contemporaneous with the horse epihippus to which it is comparable in degree of evolution oligocene during the oligocene camel-like animals increased very greatly in numbers so that they must have been a very characteristic element in the fauna of that time this is especially true of poebratherium the remains of which are abundant in the big badlands of south dakota whence they range across nebraska into colorado and west to the john day valley of oregon as protilopus parallels epihippus so proebratherium resembles a contemporary mesohippus in the degree of its evolution poebratherium like mesohippus attained the stature of a sheep but the former was more lightly constructed than the sheep with relatively longer limbs and neck and with a small tapering skull the teeth are still 44 as in protilopus and the incisors and canines are more typical of mammals in general not the procumbent spatulate structures of later cameloids the grinding teeth of the upper jaw are short crowned while the lower molars have begun to elongate the jaws are very slender the limbs show a marked digital reduction both in the hand and foot in that small nodules only are present as the last vestiges of the lateral toes keels are still present limiting the lateral movement of the toes the ulna has coalesced with the radius and only the two ends of the fibula remain the hoofs are deer-like the upper oligocene gompotherium differs from poebratherium mainly in the complete encircling of the orbit by bone miocene during the oligocene there began an initial divergence into at least three phyla which became well-defined groups during the miocene paralleling once more the equine evolution of these the grazing camels which were the main line leading to the modern representatives of the race include the lower miocene protomerix and the upper miocene procamelus the former protomerix still possessed the full quota of teeth but the grinders show a decided deepening tendency as an adaptation to the abrasive grasses the feet had two digits and possessed pointed hoofs like those of the deer in procamelus we find the first tooth reduction in that the first and second upper incisors are lost in the adult stage 
the feet have advanced for the metapodials are beginning to fuse to form the cannon bone this is especially true of the hind limb the first desert adaptation is shown in the diminution of the distal keels in the foot bones of this genus in size procamelus must have exceeded the dimensions of the modern llama a very notable fossil locality in western nebraska of lower miocene age has yielded a large number some 40 or more of a slender camel-like form known as stenomylus the gazelle camel delicate in its proportions and much smaller than any of its contemporaries its oligocene ancestry has not yet been traced nor do we know aught of its subsequent history and the inference is that it soon became extinct it has an apparent anomaly in its dentition as there are ten incisor like teeth in the lower jaw six true incisors and in addition the canines and first premolars which have assumed a similar form and function the low crowned molars imply a browsing habit the head is small the neck long and delicately built and the limbs and feet extremely slender with very thin walled bones there are but two toes on each foot and the metapodials are not fused apparently fleetness was stenomylus's only defense which may have accounted for its brief racial career the known specimens of which a group of three individuals is mounted at yale are almost without exception from a single quarry where they occur in profusion some dismembered others in completely articulated condition as though the carcasses had drifted downstream in time of flood to be caught in the backwater of some large cove and buried by sediment this is in accord with the belief of the discoverer professor loomis based upon anatomical grounds that stenomylus was an upland form the only associated remains other than those of the camel found in the quarry pertain to a large wolf-like creature known as amphician diphenodum superbus probably one of the forms which preyed upon camels the name giraffe camels does not imply relationship with the giraffes which so far as known without exception have been confined exclusively to the old world but is applied to creatures which from community of habit converged very strongly toward the existing giraffe in size and proportions two miocene genera have been discovered which pertain to this family and in the aberrant oligocene paratolopus we recognize the first recorded ancestor of the group in the lower miocene the representative is oxydactylus remains of which have been collected in eastern wyoming and western nebraska this form is much smaller than its successor alticamelus and has a shorter neck and limbs the metapodials do not fuse to form a cannon bone and the hoofs are sharp pointed and deer-like with little indication of the sand adapted feet of the later camels the teeth of oxydactylus are rather short-crowned as though fitted for browsing rather than for grazing and they are yet forty-four in number alticamelus of the middle and upper miocene although clearly derivable from oxydactylus is much further advanced in more than one way for we find that the feet show the same desert adaptation that its contemporaries of the grazing phylum do cannon bone loss of keels depressed phalanges and indications of pads 
a remarkable instance of parallelism the like response of unrelated phyla to a similar climatic change ulticamelus was a very large animal although the head was small and the short crowned browsing teeth of its predecessor are still retained the neck and limbs are very long as in the giraffe and were probably as with the latter an adaptation to permit the animal to browse upon the otherwise inaccessible foliage of high and thorny shrubs such as the african mimosa which forms the staple of giraffine diet but while the result of this remarkable convergence was to produce the same effectiveness for such a method of feeding the way in which it was brought about was not the same matthew 1901 says that the giraffe is derived from the early antelopes and alticamelus from early camels and the difference in origin has caused the attainment of the desired result in a somewhat different manner Quote, in the antelopes the fore quarters are usually higher than the hind quarters and especially so in the group most nearly allied to the giraffe ocapia the femur and tibia are comparatively short the metapodia is comparatively long the greater height of the forequarters causes the anterior part of the back to slope upwards towards the neck and thus increases its height the elongation of the anterior dorsals will increase the stature of the animals as well as will the elongation of the cervicals accordingly we find that in the giraffe the forequarters are much higher the elongation of the limbs is greatest in the metapodials which are much longer than either femur or tibia and the elongation of the cervicals is continued into the dorsal region in the camels on the other hand the forequarters are not any higher than the hindquarters the anterior cervicals are long while the posterior ones are quite short and the tibia is unusually long while the metapodials are comparatively short correspondingly we find in alticamelus that the anterior cervicals are enormously elongated the posterior ones are but little increased in length while the anterior dorsals are both short and small the elongation of the last cervicals and anterior dorsals would have only increased the length of the body without altering the stature because the forelegs are not longer than the hind legs and consequently the backbone does not slope upward towards the neck also the great elongation in the limbs of alticamelus has been in the femur and tibia while the metatarsus is shorter the giraffe camel was not so bulky an animal as the giraffe and scarcely equaled a moderate-sized northern giraffe in height End quote. the skull is similar to that of procamelus the specimen of alticamelus altus which matthew describes is from the loop fork formation of northeastern colorado the complete skeleton is as yet unknown pliocene and pleistocene pliakenia the principal genus of pliocene camels belongs to the main grazing phylum and is the direct descendant of procamelus from which it hardly differs at all progress is seen however in tooth reduction in that the second lower premolar has been lost this and the pleistocene camels camelops and eschatius are not very well known owing largely to the fragmentary character of the material thus far collected 
the pleistocene camels however are very numerous and future discoveries are sure to bring better specimens to light not all of the pleistocene forms are true camels in the sense of being like those of the old world but are cameloid creatures possibly more llama like in appearance some of them attained an enormous size as certain bones preserved at yale are half again as large as equivalent elements from a bactrian camel typical camels of the genus camelus differ from procamelus in the further loss of one premolar in the upper and two in the lower jaw and this genus is apparently the first to brave the cold of the northern route and pass to the old world presumably by way of the bering isthmus for we have the first recorded remains of it in the famous Siwalik formation lower pliocene of india the two indian species of camelus c sivalensis and c antiquus show a peculiar tooth character found in the new world llamas but lost in the living camels indicating that in some respects the new world types are the more primitive fragmentary camelus fossils have been found in the pleistocene of southern russia and rumania and in algeria not far removed from the living habitat of the race the extinction of the north american camels is as inexplicable as that of the horses and may well have been due to the same unknown complex of causes end of chapter 36b